Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there, friend. It is so good to be with you today. It has been a week at the Kelly House. A quiet one, I would say, because this past weekend, my husband and I celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary. And I have to say, it was a full circle moment because we spent it getting our son moved in and settled in for his second year of college, which is the very place that my husband and I met almost 30 years ago. So it was a sweet, sweet moment. But this week has been super quiet in our house and It's really been hard for me to adjust to, and I didn't think it would be, but I realized I haven't really been home alone for a year and a half. So while I'm enjoying it some, it is an adjustment for sure. So it's also an adjustment knowing that next year we'll be in a completely empty house, as in an empty nesting house. And now that we are kind of at this stage of parenting where our oldest is launched and our youngest is a senior here at home, it's really been surprising to me how much emotional energy is still involved in kind of the parenting side of things. I don't know why I'm surprised because I know our kids are always going to need us on some level. However, I don't think I planned for all the feelings I would be feeling, right? So I've just been reflecting in the quiet here at home on all of the different stages that we've gone through in our parenting. And I was reminded of something that my husband heard on a weekend retreat that he did with one of our kids. And a speaker at this retreat talked about how parenting fell into four different categories. So the first category is the caretaker. And that's those years between birth and preschool when you're just trying to keep your child alive, right? Fed and making sure they sleep and making sure they don't hurt themselves or, you know, all the things. And then the second phase was called being the cop. And I look at these as the elementary school years when you're really teaching your kids all the things like rules and manners and acceptable behaviors. And you're patrolling to make sure that they're complying and following the rules and doing what they need to do. Now, the third stage is being the coach. And this is probably when your kids hit middle school and it's where we start to stand on the sidelines and we're directing our kids as they start making their own decisions or plays as you would, if you will, on their own. Now, we can always still pull them off the field or the court and bench them if they need to, but we definitely celebrate their wins and victories as well. It's it's their time to kind of start doing things on their own, but we're still very much involved and we're very much 
um, still giving wisdom and instruction. Now, the final stage of parenting, and I would say this is the one that lasts the longest in terms of the amount of time that we're parents here on this earth, and that would be the consultant. And this is the part where we only speak into our child's life when we are invited to. The thing is, the transitions between these things can be really hairy. They're messy and imperfect and frustrating. And lots of mistakes are made by all parties. And right now, I would say that's where my husband and I are. We're right smack in the middle of transitioning from our roles as our kids' coaches to the new ones as our as their consultants. And it is really hard. It is really hard to know when to speak up and step in and when to just keep our mouths closed. So the last time we made a transition like this, our kids were moving from elementary to middle school. And really, that wasn't easy either. In fact, it was pretty similar to what we're facing now, which is why I wanted to talk about it for this last episode in the Ready for Middle School series. Because the fact is, sometimes our kids are very ready for middle school. We are the ones who are not. So moms and dads, this one is for you. So during my family's transitions, both ones in the past and the one that we're walking through currently, here are some of the lessons that we've learned so far. And I wanted to share these with you just maybe to make your transition a little bit easier. Number one, sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. And that means that there might be some disagreements and arguments and conflicts. And oftentimes this is coming from your child who is feeling the growing pains of moving from one stage to another. So the same expectations and responsibilities and privileges from the previous season just don't fit anymore. And they don't always know how to communicate that other than pushing back at you with what seems like unnecessary roughness. And spoiler alert, that is perfectly normal. And it's developmentally appropriate, which is something I talk about a lot here on the podcast, I will link you guys up to a couple of those episodes in case you want to dive a little bit deeper into developmental appropriateness. Anyway, okay, so moving on. On the other hand, It might be you who's exploding at your child or just super frustrated, especially in those moments when you absolutely do not recognize who they are and where their choices are coming from. And again, this is normal. And as the grown up, your job in those moments is to model what it looks like to apologize when you've exploded at them, to forgive when they've exploded at you, and to really focus on what happens after either one of you have made a mistake, which is reconciling and coming back together. Okay, number two, with increased privileges come increased responsibilities and vice versa. So we have tendencies as parents to give one without the other. So some of us want to trust our kids with more chores and more autonomy with their schoolwork, etc., But we don't want to give them the freedoms that come along with that trust, like hanging out with friends whose parents you don't know, or being dropped off to hang out with a group at the mall. Now, for others, the opposite is true. They give all the perks without the responsibilities that balance out that freedom. So neither one of these is healthy and plot twist. They're not going to be the same for every child. 
Remember when I said it gets messy? Yeah, this is one of those places. You have to figure out how much trust and how much freedom your child can handle and then adjust as necessary. Now, one thing that we found super helpful is making sure that our kids understand that every choice they make is an opportunity to either build or break trust. They start with our full trust and what happens next is up to them. And that empowers them by letting them know that they're in the driver's seat when it comes to the freedoms and the responsibilities that they're able to enjoy. Okay, number three, it is a beautiful thing to let your kids and yourselves mess up. Now, I know I talked about this a lot in episode 129 of the podcast, but I really do think it bears repeating. When you mess up, and you will, you are modeling what it looks like to stand up and try again with all that that entails, like apologies, reparations, and even consequences. And when they mess up, and they will, it's your opportunity to model grace and forgiveness and reconciliation and to help them walk through and not avoid any consequences from their actions. And this is so very, very important. Without these skills of having grace and forgiveness, not just for others, but for yourself as well, we can end up becoming perfectionists who are averse to risk-taking and who maybe even stop communicating with each other because we don't want to disappoint each other. Shame gets thrown into the mix, and it's an even bigger mess than when we started. Now, embracing the mess-ups means you normalize it, you make it matter-of-fact, and you take responsibility. As in, rather than wringing your hands, crying or yelling, etc., when your middle schooler brings home a test that they failed, that you have to sign and return, or um, maybe they've gotten in trouble at school for something or, or the other, instead of reacting with that flash emotional kind of lash out, you ask good questions, you listen carefully, and you invite them to work with you to come up with a plan for next time. It means you let them sit out the extracurricular event that they can't participate in because of pass or play rules. It means that you support them as they have to go sit in whatever detention they've been assigned. It means that you're in it with them without rescuing them. And that is hard. So that's a word that really sums this all up for me. It's hard. And every day is one step closer to letting my kids handle themselves independently. Sometimes I've had to push them into it, and sometimes they've had to push me out of it. It's a dance that's messy and chaotic and hard and joyful all at once. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Now, if you'd like to help figure out how to walk through this transition from being a cop to being a coach, I would love for you to check out my latest resource. It's called Beyond Surviving to Thriving, a middle school guide for parents and kids. It's going to walk you through all the things you need to make that move from elementary to middle school successful. Okay, thanks so much for hanging out with me today because I have to admit I've been a little lonely this week alone here at home for the first time in a year and a half. And I just want to say from an ish girl, who cannot wait to see my senior march in the first football game of the season. Hello, Friday Night Lights in Texas. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. 